the blast from our past network. Talking Back. Hey everybody, welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host Tim, and with me is co-host Dean. This one's almost too easy, Tim, but I feel like I just still have to go with it. Uh, we're the Supermanus Brothers. Uh oh oh yeah, it's not bad, right? I can't just leave uh, that one out there. I gotta go for it. Eh. I mean, in your defense, I usually don't like any of these little jokes you throw in here. So. It's not even the worst. That's the problem. It's not even the <laughs> worst not. one. So I kind of have to go for it. It's not even close to the worst. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no, I would say that joke got, um, that joke ran into a Goomba. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, which is not great. No. No, it's not. You And then you fall. <laughs> Next time, strive for kicking a turtle shell and continuing to run, and it hits a wall off screen and comes back and hits you. Okay, that's, yeah, that's just like, oh man, I had a good, I had it going there for a while, and then it just crashed and burned at the end. (laughs) Okay, I'll try that. Not just like right out the gate, ran right into one. Yeah, Yeah, no, that's, yeah, yeah. yeah, no. That's exactly what I did this time with Super Mario Brothers. Hey, everybody, uh, listeners, thanks for joining. We are doing Super Mario... Really, actually, we're having a Super Mario party ourselves here. We are. We're doing Super Mario 1, Super Mario 2, and Super Mario 3. Because the listeners deserve more than a single game. Uh, yeah, uh, and what, uh, I love playing more than one game, Tim. It's, it is fun tripling up on <laughs> these. I was going to say, uh, we should almost have like two weeks of prep time for these because it's uh, so totally. much fun playing, playing these games every night. But I'm very good. At Super Mario Brothers. Um, so I'm, I pick it up and I'm like, I'm going to blast out of the gate. I don't know. Probably just, I don't know, beat this game in a couple men. And <laughs> the first thing I do, <laughs> I run forward. I jump up um, and I land in front of the Goomba instead of on top of him. And I yeah. die in five seconds. It so happens, that's how, man. That's how this one began. So... I don't think you can not do that if you haven't played it in like a number of years. I don't think you can get past that first guy on your first jump. I don't I, think it's possible. I, just, I couldn't get the jump physics down. It was no. just terrible. I couldn't believe that I did that. I was like, what? How did I do that? That's like, I'm, that I'm a master awful, at this. It was an awful showing. I had to look around to make sure nobody was watching me. I was like, oh, that'd be embarrassing. Man, I was embarrassed by embarrassed myself. That's yeah. I let myself down. That's that's all that matters. That's some That's some serious so, shame. Uh, it's good to get that off the chest early on here. Thank you for um, sharing. Did you beat Dracula this time? Uh, no, I didn't beat Dracula. Dracula nope. got me. He killed me. Okay, he got you. Yeah, <laughs> you managed in our Castlevania episode to beat Dracula, but not not yeah. this time, eh? No, I got super obsessed with that Castlevania game, and I just like couldn't put it down. I had to beat it. I I got really into these games, but uh, there was no beating of any of them. Right. Yeah. 
I've beat them before, but I didn't beat them on these playthroughs. It's just it's too much. I, I was too out of uh, out of touch, really. I haven't played yeah haven't played uh, any of them in a long time. It's a type of these are the type of games you really have to um, practice. You have to memorize, and they're not the same. Even though this is Mario one, two, and three, they're not the same. You can't just you know you can't master one and then pick up two and do really good at two. It just doesn't work that way. Yeah. I got I got hooked on a long one this time. I, the, with the Castlevania runs, I got hooked on the short one, so I was able to like devote all oh, my yeah. time to beating it. This time, I got hooked on a long one, so I didn't quite didn't quite beat it. Yeah, you got hooked on three. I got hooked on three. Hooked on three. Yeah, man. Lovely. Um. Yeah. So we're doing a triple header here. Not a bad uh, uh, collection of games to do. These three games are three of the top five selling NES games of all time. Cool. So that's pretty solid. We're talking about some pretty solid games here. And you know what? Some podcasts would give time to each of them because they're so important. Such Each one is such a masterpiece. And we're, yeah. we're just like, nah, nah. No I'll just, we'll put them all into one episode. Yeah. Like, nah, nah. It's, who has time to, to review these individually? Why have three really good episodes when you can have one great one? That's, whoa, that's a good, that should have been your opening line, Dean. <laughs> oh, man, <laughs> come on. That was, that's a defeating of Koopa. Yes, yes. So what is your history with these games? Actually, let's just start with your history of maybe the first one, because we're, we're going to get into these kind of one at a time, like we did on our Castlevania app. What's your history with Mario Brothers? No, I should say Super Mario Brothers because yes. Mario Brothers is a completely different shitty game. Uh, yes, I actually played a little bit of that one just to try to get the uh, full scope of things. It lasted mm. 20 seconds and then I did not come back to it. Um, so, Tim, you're a lot older than I am. And hey now. I think I actually just didn't play Nintendo a lot. Come on. Like the... <laughs> Tim, Why do you just, have to start it like that? It's a fact, Tim. You're a lot older than I am. Why do you start it start it like that? I just like to jab you whenever, like... whenever I can. <laughs> yeah. You could have just said, you're my older brother. Yeah, you're... That's, that's uh, all. You're that's, that's good enough. My older brother of many, many years. And <laughs> the, the Nintendo... The Nintendo was more like your system and older brother's system. So I didn't really play it very much. I think... I can remember, like, I, I feel like I can count uh, on my hand the amount of times that I actually sat down and played the Nintendo. And actually, I think most of that time was probably playing Duck Hunt, because I can remember playing Duck Hunt. I don't remember playing Mario. So I don't really have uh, a history with playing it as a kid. I was more into the Super Nintendo, because when I was, I think when I was sort of of age of wanting to get into video games and getting excited about video games, I can remember the Super Nintendo. I can remember Street Fighter. I can remember, you know, I can remember Mario World, you know, Super Mario World for Super Nintendo, but I don't really remember these NES games. So I, I actually don't think I played Mario, Super Mario 2 or 3. I don't think I've ever played those games before. Oh, um, really? I think, yeah, I think I've only played Super Mario Brothers by sort of revisiting it on other uh, consoles that it came out on. So I think I, I had a Game Boy Advance. I had it for that. And I had um, Mario All-Stars for the Super Nintendo. And when I'd get into those games, when I get into that game, Super Mario Brothers, just really um, the first one for some reason was the only one I played off that All-Stars. 
Um, I played for a couple minutes, and that was kind of it. I would it it reminds me of a lot of these Nintendo games where I sit down and I'm like, yeah, this will be fun. This has given me some uh, you know some nostalgic feelings from back in the day of these old video games that I think I played a couple times, and then I'll play it for a couple minutes, and it's like it's hard, right? I don't know what I'm doing, so you kind of have to train your fingers on what to do, and I just get tired. You know, I don't put in the work. I feel like there's a barrier at like maybe 10 minutes of playing that after you pass that, you're in. And you're just like so into these games and I would never get there. I'd just play, sit down, play for a little bit, done, and put it down. So I did not have a big history with any of these. A little tiny history with Super Mario Brothers, the first one, but, you know, not a lot. It's amazing that you, you don't have much history with it, but yet your explanation of your history was extremely lengthy. <laughs> it was, Tim. It was long. It was longer. I think that explanation was longer, longer than, than the amount of minutes I had put in to any of these games. I think so, too. I'm, before I'm, this point. I'm the, consider me fascinated by this. Yeah. Um, okay. That's cool. Um, I'm glad you do have some history with one. And I'm glad you don't have any history with two and three because it wouldn't be a normal podcast if you came with all sorts of history for the content. You're our, you're our fresh perspective. Yeah, when we started this podcast, I thought I knew things. Well, you do, just not stuff about, like, uh, not this this type of stuff. Not like, yeah, not the good stuff. You know other stuff. Other, yeah, more right. important stuff than this. <laughs> I right? don't know about more important than <laughs> Super Mario Brothers. There's nothing more important than Super Mario Brothers. Okay, since I'm so much older than you, uh, I was around for the release of Mario, and it was, like, right at the perfect time. I was the perfect age for this game. But I only kind of briefly saw it at um, older brother's friend's house. Like I randomly got an invite to a house I normally wouldn't get an invite to. And I got to watch like, I don't know, 30 minutes of this game, maybe play it for one minute. And yeah, like I mentioned it on our Castlevania episode, we rented a Nintendo first. uh, Didn't get Mario, got a few other games and then rented uh, the system a couple other times. And I don't think we ever really rented Mario. And then I think uh, the parents just realized renting a video game system and games is very expensive. So maybe mm-hmm. we should just buy the system for the kids. And then when we bought it, Mario was a packaged game. So we got Mario. That's when I started to play it. And yeah, I was I always sucked at it, though. It's a very hard game for a kid. It's hard. There's just like a level of difficulty that you get to that is just it's insurmountable for, for a child. So... It was released in 1985 and to date has sold over 40 million copies, which is a lot for video games. That's um, quite a lot. Now, it was one of the 18 NES launch titles and easily the highest quality of the bunch. Yeah, I was I was going to ask you about sort of the initial NES games because I feel like it looks really good and... Like compared to some other ones that I just sit down and, and try to play, it, this it, it looks so good. Yeah, it just crushes. It crushes the other 
like 18 games. Duck Hunt was a good one. Um, like it's a completely different type of game. But the other games just didn't have this level of detail into them. Yeah. Like it, Mario, Super Mario is just such a Im- immense world. You get to go so far in it. You could, there's so many different yeah. w- levels and so many different things to do and um, items and uh, enemies and all things you take for granted now. But to see a game that had more than like maybe three or four different type of enemies was a big deal. That's like, yeah. that was something you would notice. So yeah. yeah, like that, I can rifle off the launch titles here really quick. Cause I have them noted here. Oh, nice. There is 10 yard fight, which is a shitty football game. Uh, baseball. Now baseball is always pretty good. I don't think you can really make a bad baseball game. So that was probably fun. Uh, clue, clue land. Good garbage. Donkey Kong junior math. Uh, hello. Yeah. How to how to sell zero games? That's what map? this one's all about. How to sell zero cartridges? That's this, the math Donkey you have Kong to do. Junior math. <laughs> hey, you just got a hey Tommy. You just got a Nintendo. What game do you want? I want the math game. That's what I want. I, I need to brush up on my math skills. Yeah. Uh, like I mentioned, Duck Hunt, Excite Bike. That's a fun one. I really like Excite Bike. Oh yeah, I remember that one. Golf. I mean, it was probably pretty bad. Gyromite. Yeah. Hogan's Alley, Ice Climber, uh, all pretty bad. Kung Fu, it's okay. It's playable. I Yeah, I remember. So and I don't really re- remember, but I, from like being younger, but I have played Kung Fu before. Mm. And I, I think it's just punching and kicking guys. That's like it. there's not yeah. a lot to it. So no. it's like, it's a game you can keep playing, but it's like gets old pretty fast. Yeah, exactly. And you're punching and kicking the same guy over and over again. Right, <laughs> right. They just, same guy just keeps coming at you. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. He's just wearing different clothes. <laughs> they they all look the same, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a pinball. I'm sure that was awful. Stack up. Don't know what that is. Tennis, Wild Gunman, and Wrecking Crew. So f- for sure, for sure, uh, Super Mario levels beyond. Now, yeah. it was, it was wow. developed by Shigeru Miyamoto and Takashi Tezuka. Now, Miyamoto mm-hmm. is basically Mr. Nintendo. He's like yeah. the guy who started it all. Now, they started working on a side-scrolling platformer after the two of them created Excite Bike and Kung Fu Master, which is a little bit different than Kung Fu. But they um, they didn't actually know Mario was going to be the main character of this game that they were creating. They just knew the style of game they wanted to create, which was okay. like this expansive side-scroller. So uh, that was kind of cool. neat. Uh, it's your classic storyline of like a dragon kidnapping a princess and the knight setting off on a journey to find her, you know, even though they, dates, you know, it's different characters in that, but that's basically the story. Totally. Now for the gameplay, it's very well documented that level one, one was built to explain the rules of the world to a player. So it's just, it's the whole purpose of it is to introduce you to this world introduce you to the the rules of it what you can do what you can't do so that you're equipped to continue on through the game so you learn really quick that you start small but you can get big you can collect coins you can jump on top of guys and kill them Mm -hmm. Uh, there's a flagpole you have to get to Uh, if you explore you can find kind of hidden areas if you fall into a hole you're gonna die and if you're big and you get touched by something, you're going to get small. And if you're small and you get touched by something, you're going to die. So yeah. 
everything you kind of need to know to play the game, they put in front of you. And it's almost like a training level. They're just kind of like, here's how you play the game. And that's so perfect because I kind of get annoyed with tutorials sometimes at the beginning of the games. If they're like, if they go on for too long, then I get a little bit annoyed. I'm like, I don't even remember what the first thing they taught me was because I'm just reading stuff and like trying to remember how to do things. This game, totally like you're playing the first world. And by the end of the first world, you have a hang of it. Like you kind of get what you're supposed to do and you know how to do it. Not just like what you're supposed to do, but you learnt yourself how to do it. So it's going to come more naturally in the other levels. Whereas, I mean, games nowadays are obviously so much more advanced, but I feel like I constantly forget things that they're trying to tell me in the first five minutes of my (laughs) tutorial. So I love a level just out there to just kind of train you. It's your training ground for uh, for the, the rest of the game. Yeah, and I got killed by the very first possible thing you could get killed by. You <laughs> learned, Tim. I, you learned you probably, can't run into him. I probably got further on my very first like time playing that game ever than I did on this time <laughs> when I'm actually really good at the game. So it, it's a timeless <laughs> I think I did game. did the same thing, it's Tim. T- I think I timeless, ran right into him. Timeless game, dude. You jumped too soon. It's what I did. We we jumped too soon and we just landed right on him. Yeah. Or right into him. Now, the level design is pretty straightforward. You've got your eight worlds, each consisting of four levels. And the fourth level every time is a castle. So it looks a bit different. Yeah. Uh, they also include hidden warp zones in this game that allow you to progress quickly through the game. But you got to figure out where they're hidden which is another really fun aspect of the game. Yes. I remember, like I was I was, I was of the, the age when, you know, there's no internet for this. Um, there's no way to figure out what to do other than to call the Nintendo hotline and pay a bunch of money to have someone explain it to you or just meet up with the kids, uh, you know, in the evening who live on your street who are playing the game as well and just kind of share, you know, share secrets of what what happened that day in the game and you know that's how i would learn some of this stuff i was never good at finding like these secrets there was a guy there's a guy on our street who just he knew he knew everything he knew everything uh, i just thought he was a wizard and i learned later on that he was using the nintendo hotline he's just like the oh one, no way he was the one paying the money to get all the information but he was like he was just larger than life back in the day yeah. to have like a guy that you knew who you could talk to every day who just had all the secrets. Um, yeah. The way someone would explain to you how to find these secrets in these games sounds so fake. I never believed any of the stuff right. people were telling me. Uh, yeah. It's so funny because if you're trying to explain what to do to someone who doesn't know how to do it, it just doesn't sound possible. It's like, yeah, if you yeah. jump, you have to go exactly right here and then jump and you'll hit an invisible block and it'll appear. Then you need to move over two squares, jump again, another invisible block, then move over again, slightly another invisible block. Then if you jump up on those and go to the edge of one of them, jump up again and you'll find another invisible block. <laughs> and that one will unleash a vine that goes up into the sky and you climb up that vine and you're going to get to a warp zone. And I'm just like, okay, sure. Like, okay, Brian. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. Yeah. I'm going to go try that right now. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, you try it and you don't get it right the first time. And you're just like, man, that kid was full what of a liar. shit. Yeah. What a liar. What a, what I like about the secret type thing in this game um, and it gets bigger and bigger as we go on into the other games, um, but it's definitely present in the first one, is that the secrets are really just for you to kind of explore the game and find something cool. Where the like the secrets I found when we were talking about Castlevania 2 and why I had a sort of a hang up with it is because when you have to figure out the secrets, it's how to progress in the game. Like, you can't go further in Castlevania 2 without finding out the secrets. Um, this game's a little more accessible because you can you can actually play the game through without knowing any of the secrets, and you're totally fine because it's very easy to understand what to do. But hunting for those secrets will just give you sort of that extra joy because it's going to give you that, that little bonus thing that you find, some sort of warp or some sort of, you know, yeah, extra vine that takes you up to a bunch of coins or something. It's really rewarding, I find. Um to to find those little secrets and it makes me want to poke around the game a bit more because if i want to just go through the level i'll do that but if i want to find something special then i can you know i'll try to find see if there is an invisible block here what happens when i break this block uh, i just found myself doing that a lot in this one yeah definitely now games up up to this point you know not just nintendo but all games um the, the music and the sound was mostly just like window dressing on a game. Like it didn't have a lot of impact or reason to be there other than just let's add a little bit of music because that would be uh, cool for people to hear. But in this game, the music was very intentional. Like it was, it was definitely done with a purpose and that purpose is to heighten the player's experience. Like they, they utilize special sounds uh, to like positively or negatively reinforce actions that you're making as the player with Mario, right? right. So yeah. you you get that superstar, you almost identify more with the the sound and the music that's playing than you know the actual visual of you flashing invincible. It's that sound, right? Or when you get a mushroom, everybody knows the sound of the mushroom that makes you makes you larger. Uh, or when you get hit and you lose that mushroom, right? It's like those sounds yeah. alone will, will um, you know, inflict emotion in the player. And I mean, the classic of them all is when you're in the level and you start running out of time. And the music, it's like right. that, that do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. And then the time yeah. starts going faster and you just, you crap your pants and you start running as fast as you can trying to get to the end. So this is a very early example of music being done very intentionally in a video game. And this music is incredible, man. Like, these tunes just sticking in my head as soon as they start. That's one of the things that makes you just want to keep playing, even, is just hearing more of this music. It's so iconic now, you know? These these songs from, like, level one, level two, once you get in the underground. Like, that thing just is so good. Um, oh, yeah. And you're right. All those sound effects, as soon as, like, when you were saying all of them, I can hear them in my head. I mean, it helps that I've been playing this game for the last week straight. Um, but you can hear that sound of getting that mushroom. And it's, yeah, it's just, it's stuck with this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something I just noticed this time. I've, I've probably noticed it before, but didn't really stick in my brain. It's uh, when you're jumping as large Mario you have your jump has a sound to it it's like a boing you know it's got a sound yeah, yeah. when you're small your jump is super whiny it's yeah, like meow, right. meow. it's like yeah. <laughs> you're you're annoyed that you're a little guy it's it's really funny totally, yeah. um 
Yeah, I, li- I like like the differences between being big and being small. Where yeah. you know, obviously, when you're big, you can take one you know one hit and you're not going to get killed. So it's like it's almost like you got a bit of a force field. But with that, you can break these blocks, which you can't break when you're small. But when you're small, they allow you to still get the items out of these blocks if you. Um, if you still hit them with your head, like you can't yeah. smash them, you can't break them. But if you bump up one of the blocks, if there's an item in there, you'll still be able to get it, which I think is like a really fair way of them developing this game. Uh, and, you know, having the, the small character just be still small and weak, but still having a little bit of power. It just it seems to make a lot of sense to me, like doing it that way. Yeah, I think one uh, really good aspect of the game is you're never screwed. If you like don't have a certain item, you're not screwed. Like you might not be able to get to one of the secrets, but you can still progress in the game, um, which is big because this game doesn't have saves. Um, it doesn't have go back and you know go back and get the thing you missed. You can't really do that. You're just progressing forward. As soon as you die, you start back at the very beginning of the game. <laughs> there is no. You have to beat this thing on one go through. Like you. You just, there, there's no room for error, really. Um, so I like that even if you make a mistake, you lose your mushroom, you're the little guy, you can still do things, every, almost everything that the big guy can do um, to get yourself progressing in the game. You're not going to be hung up anywhere. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll move on in a, in, a, in a minute or so, but just a couple more quick things. I think it was pretty neat that you could slightly control your movement after you've jumped so you look Mm, at a game like castlevania once you start your jump you're engaged in your jump and you can't pull back on it this game allowed you in a small way to adjust your jump and that became a big part of it um like later on in the harder levels when you're required to land on very very small platforms you really need to be very precise and graceful with your jump and oftentimes i'd find myself you know, manipulating in the air, kind of forward and backwards to kind of hit the sweet spot. So yeah. that was a that was a really nice, you know, uh, game game element that hadn't really uh, existed. Um, I don't know if it even existed before that. I, I can't think of a yeah a time where you could control your jump like that. Um, that's I really, also yeah. That's I just want to say that's really interesting because uh, I. I found like like you have to train your fingers. It's one of those games where you kind of have to train your fingers on what to do and how to like remember how to do that part um, because everything's so crucial that you do things right. And I found that I was doing that. I was adjusting myself in the air and that's how I'd remember how to do it. I wouldn't jump sooner if I... Uh, if there was a block that I was overshooting, I wouldn't jump sooner. I'd just make sure I remembered to press back a bit when I was in the air to adjust a bit. And that's what I taught myself to do was the adjustments in the air. So that is neat that I, I didn't really even notice I was doing that. I never even once tried to jump sooner. <laughs> I just adjusted in the air. Yeah, because it's just it's just it's intuitive gameplay. Um, yeah. And again, I think going back to these games, these are things that we take for granted because these exist in all of the current games right now. Like you look course, at uh, yeah. Breath of the Wild, you have full control of your jump. You can go in any which direction at any which time. But back when these things originated, that was a pretty big deal. Yeah. Cool. I also, you know, for the time, really enjoyed the whole aspect of water in this game, which oh, is a yeah, completely man. different dynamic than just running. Like to have, you look at any of these other games, let's take Kung Fu, for example, you're walking, okay, you're walking and kicking and punching. There's no even thought to having a water level in that game where you're swimming. I think it's just such a big deal. It's almost like at that time, 
the swimming levels should have been a different game altogether. It should have been like Super Mario Swim or something like that. But they put them both together in this one game. Uh, that's why this game was such quality. That's why this game did so well. There's so many unique elements that were just like groundbreaking for the time. And they made everything work so tightly. So, yeah, we'll talk about training your hands and training, you know, your 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 jumps and everything and how you move all of a sudden you're in the water and the physics of the level are completely different and i like when a game switches that up on you and you got to learn something new for that level and yeah this was once you get you think you're getting the hang of it and then you get to this water level and you swim right into a fish and you're like well shit i was doing such a good job and now i'm dead again yeah. <laughs> it's like i gotta learn something new now exactly yeah and those water levels are tough because they're there's not as many of them as the land levels, so yeah. you don't have you don't have as much practice with them. So it's harder to like uh, perfect them. And your movement's tough in the water. It is tough, yeah. And those yeah. those uh, enemies are just punishing. Those jellyfish, dude, Fuck get out of here. Those jellyfish, those jellyfish are mind readers. Get out of here. Uh, yeah. So overall, I think the art was really good. Uh, easily the best looking game uh, of the launch titles. Not even yeah. close. Just the colors are beautiful. The the sprites, the graphics that are being used are beautiful. Big, big sprites, like big graphics, everything. None of this tiny, you know, this tiny crap where you can kind of can't even see what your guy looks yeah. like. Everything's big. The build, the castles look big. Everything. Everything's everything really is nice detailed. and big and detailed. Yeah. Absolutely. Everything is detailed. Even like fireballs that come out of the ground look detailed. It's not just like a red thing coming out of the ground. That's a good point that everything is you can like see everything on it nothing looks like garbage yeah all right let's move on to super mario 2 I never owned this one until I was an adult, but this is my favorite of the three. I knew it would be, Tim. Yeah, you did. Hey, this is my jam. Yeah. Something about the second games in, in like series. I just love them. I loved Castlevania 2. That was my that was my fave. Super Mario 2. It's my fave. I uh, knew it, Tim. I knew it would be because <laughs> I had the same reaction to it as I had Castlevania 2 when I started. I was oh, like, oh, yeah, what's you didn't going, like it. What's going on? Let's hit three. Let's hit up three. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, um, I've, I've got some good background for you um, about that, which will explain yeah, yeah. everything. But first, it yeah. was released in 1988, and Super Mario 2 sold 13 million copies, making it one of the best-selling standalone video games for the NES. So not bundled with the system. So a lot of these games, right. Super okay. Mario 1, Duck Hunt, Super Mario 3, and Tetris were all bundled with the system at one point. Okay. So their game yeah. sales uh, were improved because of that. Um, this one, not bundled, did excellent. Now, Super Mario Brothers 2 was released in Japan two years earlier in 1986. But it wasn't this Super Mario 2. It was called Super Mario Brothers 2 The Lost Levels. It was very similar to Mario 1, 
but Nintendo decided it was too similar and too hard for the North American players. Settle down. <laughs> Settle down, Nintendo. Tim. We play games just fine over here. Okay, we play hard games. Settle <laughs> down. Settle down. Yes, Dean? I played this game. Lost Levels? I played this game, yeah. Mm-hmm. Was it too hard for you? It's fucking tough, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's tough. Were, were they right about us? They were right. Were they right Here's about how, us? Tim, you know how you're saying Mario Super Mario Brothers starts with like a training level. That's the first yeah. level. Yes. Okay. So here's what happens at the beginning. I don't know. Have you played Lost Levels? I think I have. Not very much, but I think I have. Okay. Here's what happens at the beginning of Lost Levels. You hit the first box and a mushroom comes out. Yes. And you go and you jump at that mushroom because that's what you do. You right. jump and get that mushroom to go big. It's a poison mushroom and it kills you. <laughs> what the fuck? What is this? That's rude. I got to stage one three before I saw an actual mushroom. Okay. And it fell off of a cliff because it was impossible to get unless you get it in the air as you're jumping. Oh, I wow. did not like this. <laughs> it was hard. <laughs> okay. I'd like to formally apologize to Nintendo. Um, yes, it I is think hard. I may have mis- misstepped there. So <laughs> Nintendo, I apologize. Continue judging us on our yeah. playing abilities. I wanted to do some preps. But so you're, I not played, a great, I, I, you're not a great Mario player, though. We, we know this. You I, barely played any of the Marios. I know. But no, that sounds true. wild, though. That sounds wild to like a poison because that's re- that's reversing everything that we know. That's actually something I'm going to get into with this game yeah. a little bit. Um, yeah. That I didn't really like. But one more thing. Yes. Jellyfish, Tim. Yeah. We're in the air. Not in the water. Jellyfish oh, okay. were in the fucking air in world one. What are we doing? What are we doing in this game? <laughs> that doesn't make sense. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. OK, well. um, Yes. So fine. They don't think we can play this game. It's too tough for us. So they call an audible and they take an existing game named Doki Doki Panic that was already released in 87 in Japan and they reskin it to fit the world of Mario and they release it in 88 as Super Mario Brothers 2 in North America only. Now, Doki Doki Panic, while it was a completely different game altogether, it actually initially started out as a prototype for Super Mario Brothers 2. But oh, weird. the this vertical scrolling gimmick, like the up and down, right, uh, yeah. that's that's kind of what they based it on. And they decided that wasn't enough to just make that a Mario game. So they made it a different game. Hmm. Now, Super Mario 2 does so well in North America that it's later released in Japan as Super Mario USA. Right. <laughs> yes. A lot of like funny and weird stuff going on with the Super Mario 2. It's really interesting. It's uh, super interesting. And and Tim, I knew this stuff because I went down the hole after I started Super Mario 2 and I was like, what the hell is going on in this thing? Yeah. So and I had I, I had uh heard before that this sort of thing happened with this game. So I just hadn't really looked into it. I just knew sort of the trivia fact. So I looked into it. Figured out about, you know, the lost levels. So then I went and played that a bit just so I would have a, you know, full perspective on all the games. Um, so, yeah, I, I will get into two. But like as my initial reaction to it was like, what the hell is this? I definitely came around. It's a great game. This was one of the very first games that had some real drama associated with it. And that being the fact that at the end of the game, 
Mario wakes up from a dream. <laughs> right. Kids were outraged. They felt gypped and unsatisfied at this conclusion. And I can tell you that because I was there at the time listening to these whiny bastards complain about it. <laughs> All I want to say about the end of the game to those people, if any of those people are listening right now, I would say this. If, you, if you've complained about the ending of Super Mario Brothers 2, this is directed at you. Go play and beat Rampage for the NES if you want to see a truly bad ending. Okay? Rampage is this incredibly long, boring, redundant, punishing game. And after completing 128 levels that barely have any variation in them, um, the word congratulations comes across the same map screen that you've seen 128 times already. It sits there for roughly three seconds and then disappears into the credits. It is by far the most unsatisfying ending of any game I have ever played in my entire life. It took me... You got congratulated. It took me weeks and weeks and weeks of practice. And then I think an eight-hour session of being good enough to get through all 128 levels and then doing it. Eight-hour session. I get to the end. I'm looking for a new graphic. That's all I, that's all I want. I want, like, <laughs> the gorilla... And Godzilla, like, art of them on top of a building, that yeah, would have been yeah. perfect. That's what I was hoping for. I get the word in small type, congratulations, that is it. So, They couldn't least, even make a final screen for you. No, no, no. They, are, they reused the, the map screen. So, at least Mario, at least the Mario ending had new graphics. The graphics yeah. were vibrant in color. They were big. They were in your face. They were, yeah. And there was some shock value to it. Which, if yeah. it wasn't well-received, at least it was interesting. So, yeah, yeah. That's my rant for today. Nice, nice work, Tim. Thanks for um, listening, Dean. To, to lighten it up a bit, I do remember actually playing Rampage. I played it with my friend when we were young. I think we were eight or nine. And we really, really liked it because sometimes you would punch into the apartment building and a lady was taking a shower. Exactly. Yeah. And then you'd eat her. <laughs> we were just playing it for that. <laughs> yeah. And <then laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And and really, I mean, it. This is Nintendo pixelated. You, there's nothing. It's just, oh, no. it's just a. It's just the idea a, of it. <laughs> the idea. It was the idea for a little eight year old. It was giggle worthy. <laughs> yeah, totally. No, I hear you. I mean, I yeah. was giggling at the same thing. So, it's fun. It's. I mean, it was a fun game, for three maybe yeah. five levels. Yeah. But one hundred and twenty eight is that's. I the didn't grind, know there was that many. Dude. That's the grind. That is a grind. What's what's more of a grind, that game or that movie? I haven't seen the movie, yeah, so I'm going to go with the game. I can't think anything okay. more grindy than the game. That's a good call. Okay. Now, gameplay in this one, same side-scrolling platformer, but this time you have a lot more vertical exploration. Mm -hmm. Now, after being so used to the side-scrolling of Mario 1... The very first thing that happens to you in this game when you start it is you start falling downwards from the sky. Yeah. I thought that was amazing. Very, very cool. Just kind of throws you right off. Then when you hit it's the bottom, yeah, when you hit the bottom, you start to run to the right. 
as we were taught and trained in Mario 1, you get to the end of the screen, except it doesn't scroll. You go through the screen to the right Mm. and come out on the other side of the screen at the left. And you can kind of like keep going back and forth, left to right, right to left on this screen until you realize there's a door there that you have to stand in and press up. And that will kind of progress you, you know, into the next area. Now, this is, I do have a little bit of a beef with this and I understand why it happened now, knowing that this Doki Doki Panic was a completely different game. But if this yeah. was a true Mario game, I, I think this would be a real big misstep to completely switch the like the type of gameplay on a person. Like when, yeah. when you're used to going left to right, you've never really gone in a door before. You've gone down pipes to then yeah. have the person like need to know that this is the new way to do it. Very frustrating for a kid. And oftentimes this stuff is very hard to figure out. I do remember when I was young playing this, I had a hard time actually figuring out how to play the game. And it was only like later on that I fell in love with it uh, when I was just able to like do a lot better at it. But I remember like stuff like this, I'd rent games. I would not even like, I wouldn't even be able to figure out how to make it past like the first level because there's some sort of weird like roadblock in your way. And it's not intuitive how you're supposed to get past it. And the graphics are so rough that you can't even really tell if something's an item you're supposed to be uh, interacting with. And I'd return games and just say like, I don't know, I can't get past the first, I played for two hours, I can't get past the first screen, I don't know what to do, can I get something else? So I just think that's an unfair thing to do, um, you know, in a franchise, but I understand it because this was a different game. But Yeah, that's, that's totally what I have memories of, putting in a game. I don't have memories of like playing a Nintendo game for a long time over and over every day. I have memories of putting in a Nintendo game and not knowing how to get past the first or second screen and taking it out because I'm like, I don't know what to do. I don't Let's try the next one. Um, And I this play around uh, for Super Mario 2. This is why I moved on from it right away after the first couple screens, because the very first thing I did is jump on top of an enemy's head. And then I'm just standing on top of an enemy as he's walking around. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? I don't understand what to do. And then I pull a radish out of the ground. And then I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I throw the radish at the guy. There's no blocks to get me coins or anything. I was so confused. I was like, what is going on here? What is this game? Yeah, exactly. Right. And this game is, it's not Mario. It's just skinned Mario. So I I don't know why this is my favorite because it makes me a little bit upset that my favorite Mario game isn't even really a Mario game. Uh, But but the elements in this game, they made it so fun. Yeah. What are you going to say? I've I've watched some videos of uh, Doki Doki Panic and uh, it is basically just mario that is skinned onto this game like the enemies look the same everything else looks the same um but the reason you like it tim is is because it's an awesome game it is a really fun really really good nintendo game that once i got over my own brain telling me like what is this this isn't what i just played this isn't this isn't mario um i got into it and i this is one that i played a ton of i got really into this one there's cool like there's cool bosses there's cool enemies there's cool um, you know, vert, yeah, like you said, vertical, uh, screens that you're going through horizontal screen, like everything is unique. The secrets you kind of even take up to another level. Like I found myself exploring a lot more in this game and trying new things. You don't just do the same thing. You can actually use your brain to try to figure out, well, if this happened on this screen, what if I 
you know, brought this thing to another screen with me and tried it over there. Like, there was just a lot more exploration for me in this game. And that's why I really, I really got into it once I, I put in the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So this one, you've got four playable characters instead of just Mario or Luigi right. uh, yeah. in the first one. Was it Luigi in the first one? I think he was in the first so, one. So he's in the player, first right? one, but he's he's. I don't think he has the name Luigi. It's just you can pick player number two and then he's just green. Like yeah. it's just little Mario, but he's in like a green suit. I'm not sure he's actually called Luigi. Hmm. Okay. Because like if, t- to be honest, Tim, Super Mario Brothers, I mean, implies that their last name is Mario. Uh, it would. It would, yeah. It would. Or they're both named Mario. Um, yeah, I've never thought about this before. You wouldn't call us the Tim Brothers. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. <laughs> the Super Mario Brothers. I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. Their last name is Mario. Yeah. Have you ever seen the movie Super Mario Brothers? Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, so they they capitalize on this joke. Mario's name is Mario Mario, and Luigi's name is Luigi Mario. Oh, okay. There you go. That makes sense. It's solid. Yeah, it makes sense. It's about as much sense as it's going to make. Mario Mario. Mario Mario. (laughs) So you get to choose from one of these four characters, and they all have different attributes. And at the beginning of each level, you can decide to choose a different character. This is a ton of fun. This is incredible to me. Coming off of one, getting to this, amazing. So I have to ask you... Who's your character? You've got Mario, Luigi, Toad, and Peach. Or Princess Toad. I tried them all. Yeah, I tried them all. It's just Mario. I'm just uh yeah, I'm a boring guy, I think. Um they all have their thing, and I just like Peach is cool because she could kind of hover. Luigi's can jump so high, but he's like so erratic. Um and Toad, I always like Toad. Like in um, in Mario Kart, like I always liked being Toad. I thought he was like pretty fast. But after coming off of playing a bunch of Super Mario Brothers, the first one, I kind of hated Toad because he was always at the end of the castle and he was always like, oh, princess isn't here. And I'm like, Toad, come on. I was always mad to see that guy. So I didn't play with him very much in Super Mario 2. Toad picks up the coins the fastest in uh, in this I game. did notice that. Yeah, he can pull like the radishes out super fast and so when you get like the that sort of whatever potion world or whatever, you can pull the coins out the fastest. Um I I just liked playing with Mario. Yeah, when I was younger, I played Toad all the time and now I play Princess all the time. I just love her her ability to float just saves my life so many times just by being yeah. able to just float. It be, it becomes a little bit less of a platformer at that point because you can kind of yeah. cheat with your jumps. And I same with Luigi, but I, I like uh, I like uh, Princess for that reason. Princess, I think you can like control a bit more than Luigi. He feels like he's yeah. kind of all over the place when mm. you play with him. His legs his legs are pretty cool. When he jumps, his legs are just going. Um, yeah, pretty fun. Yeah. All right, so some of the differences in this game is, like you mentioned, if you jump on an enemy, you don't actually kill him. 
you have to pick you have to pick the enemy up and throw it and even if yeah. you throw it that doesn't kill it uh, unless no. you hit another enemy with it or throw it off the screen somewhere yeah um coins can get you extra lives in this game but in a completely different way and this time it's it's via the end of the level when you play a bonus game and however many coins you've collected is how many chances you get at playing this game where you can earn extra lives. So that was interesting. Collecting cherries throughout the level will unlock the star. That's the only way you can get the star. And killing guys is the only way you can get, well, not the only way, but it's one of the ways you can get more life is if you kill enough guys a heart will float up through the screen and you can collect your heart which gives you um you know another piece of life and also when you use that potion and go into like that dark world you can pick up those mushrooms which also give you additional life okay yeah see i i picked up on the star i picked up on the cherries give you the star i didn't pick up on the uh killing guys gives you the heart so i just thought the hearts were kind of randomly popping up i think it has to do with how many guys you kill I think you're right. Yeah, it makes it makes sense now. Now, there's no Fire Mario suit, but there is this POW box where if you throw it, all the enemies on the screen get killed. That's pretty yeah. cool. Powerful. You can hold down the down button and like power up to a super jump. That took me quite a while to figure out. That's that's a deep cut. Like yeah, that takes a while. Yeah. That's it took another me thing until I was at a, a screen where I couldn't get up to the next platform and I needed to because there was a key up there. And I was like, there's no way I just can't get there. There's no way that I have to be Luigi because I can't switch my, I can't, I was, I was Peach at the time and I, you can't switch in mid, mid level. So I was just pressing buttons trying to figure it out. And then I realized the super jump and I was like, oh, okay. I was deep into the game at that point. It's not intuitive. It's a tough one. Yeah. Another difference here in this one, you start large, like you start full size, whereas in Mario, you start small. Right. This game, yeah. you, start, you start full size. Uh, this has multiple paths through the level. You don't have to, you don't have to take a linear path in different, cool. different ways. There's no castles in this one. And um, yeah, there's a, a, you play a slot machine game at the end of the level, which is super fun. Yeah. You try to line up yeah. three of the same object and you'll get extra lives. Or if you can hit a cherry on the very first one, you'll get a man up. And then from there, like if you get if you get three cherries, I think you get the five men. I think if you get two cherries, you get three men. If you get the one cherry, you get one man. Right. And then if you get all five of the same, like five radishes or five stars or something, I, th- I can't remember how many men you get, but it's a very tough game. It's a very tough game to get extra men. It seems very random. Yeah. But They're going is, so fast. Yeah, it is a way just to to, to, to get men. I find, I find the best thing to do is just start hammering your button. As soon as you get yes. there, you hammer your button. And more often than not, I'll at least get like one, maybe one free man out of like five tries. Yeah, so that's what I did. Right, I, I, I was trying to time it, but they go by so fast. And then one of the times I just hammered the button, I got three radishes. So I was like, boom, that's how you do it. You just hammer the button. And then I never got it after that again. Like it never lined up again. I was like, what am I doing? I'm doing the same thing. Yeah. So I think overall, Super Mario 2, the graphics are improved. I think the colors are popping yeah. a bit more. The music's a little bit better, uh, but a very, very different game overall from Mario 1. All right, let's move on to Super Mario 3. Whoa. 
this one, released in North America in 1990, it goes on to sell 17 million copies. Nice. Prior to its release on the NES, it was initially released in North America in July of 1989 on something called a PlayChoice 10 arcade machine. Now, these machines were developed by Nintendo and had 10 Nintendo games available on each cabinet, and you'd pay for a fixed amount of time so you could bounce around to as many of the Nintendo games as you wanted within your allotted time. Hmm. And this is how I played Super Mario 3 for the first time. No way. We were on a road trip through the U.S., and we stopped in Kansas City at like some sort of gas station just to get some drinks and some chips. And they had one of these machines. And oh, I man. knew, I knew Super Mario 3 was coming out soon, but it wasn't out yet. So we saw it in the arcade. And I mean, little Tim's eyeballs just exploded out of his head. I couldn't even okay. imagine that this was real. I got to play Super Mario 3 before any of my friends, before anybody in my city. And of course... We're on the way home from this, like, this road trip. So the parents couldn't care less about what I'm no. telling them about this game. It's just like, <laughs> right. I, I'm lucky they let me actually play it. So I got to play, I think the amount of time you get to play for, for like a quarter was like two and a half minutes. So you could almost eat up your whole time just by trying to decide what game you wanted to choose. <laughs> so it's not great <laughs> <Totally>. value. <laughs> it's not great yeah. value, but... Uh, this is how I got to play it. And I was just so oh, blown away by it when I got back home and I was telling everybody about, it. I mean, nobody believed me, right? Nobody believed that that was true. Of course. But yeah. Yeah. That, uh, that was, that was a thing. And it just, it was what a great first, you know, first playing of that game for me. Other than that, never really owned it when I was younger. Um, I had a friend who owned it, had like many, many great like sleepovers at his house where we'd stay up you know, to all hours in the morning, just grinding away at this game. Super fun game. Um, really, really like it. What, again, you have no background with this one, but you're saying this was your favorite of the of the three? Uh, yeah, I don't think I knew. I knew a couple things about this game. Like, I feel like I knew that you get a raccoon suit. And like, I knew a few things. Maybe I played it before a couple times, maybe at friends' places, but I didn't really, when I loaded up the game, and that like map came up and you could do things in it. Like you could make choices in it. There were different things moving on the map and then you could enter a level. I had no idea that a Nintendo game was capable of this. Like I knew, I knew Super um, Mario World for the Super Nintendo. I knew that that's how that game's played, but I had no idea that the Nintendo had this capability. So I was blown away just by seeing that map right away. And then I'm navigating through it. I'm loving the levels. I'm loving the gameplay. I'm loving the extra, um, you know, this going back to the original sort of uh, Mario gameplay, plus, you know, added secrets and new things. I'm trying to figure out what this bar at the bottom that like fills up to be a P is. Um, like all these different, uh, gameplay aspects. I fell so in love with this game, kind of like I did with Castlevania um, back when we were playing that. I This game blew me away, blew my mind. I, like, honestly, one of my favorite games. I've just been, this is the one I've just been playing like most all week and just trying to get as far as I can. I love this thing. It is much better for an older kid because you can actually make like strategic choices to get through, get through levels. You can skip levels if you want um, by just like traversing the map in the correct way 
this map that you're talking about, which was brand new and very, very cool. It's the overworld map. And yeah. it basically, it's like navigating a game board. So you're kind of looking down totally. on like a game board. And yeah. that's how you can still move. You're moving your character around, but you're blocked by like the first level. Like you can, you start at a, at a point and you move your character and you get stopped by level one. You have to press your button to go in play level one and then if you beat it it gets flipped over and it's a tile you can now cross Mm -hmm. um and then yeah there's like like you mentioned there's multiple routes on this game board where you don't actually have to do all the levels you can be strategic about which route you want to go to but sometimes you know if you want to unlock a secret you have to go a harder route and that really comes into play later in the game when the game board is a lot more um it's a lot more difficult than early in the game like early in the game it's a very simple to navigate it's very simple to choose which way you want to go later in the game you really got to figure out that game board you have to be smart about like collecting a key and knowing what part of the game board to go back to to unlock a pipe that will take you somewhere sure. else it becomes very very strategic so they really progress that like game board or you know the overworld map as you're progressing in the game which is very cool in of itself that they're putting attention into just that map the whole like dynamic of the map personally i think that is the coolest change of any of these three games is the inclusion of that map amazing it's i think it's the most fun i think it's the most like um inventive thing that they've that they've changed and i just i think for that reason i think three is the best of the bunch but Mm. two is my favorite yeah that that totally makes sense um that map is really what blew me away and uh like i didn't really get it at first i was just moving from level to level and thought i was just moving on a map and it, it took me a little bit to figure out like oh wait there's like there's these hammer brother guys like walking on the map and they're moving in different locations when I leave my level. And then when I die on a level, they still move. So it's like they're going to be in a random spot when I eventually get to them. So like that's already pretty cool. Um, you get to like there's a number of different castle things that you have to beat. And when you get to like an airship, which is sort of the final one of the final things you have to do. If you don't beat that thing, it flies away. And you yeah. have to go, you have to go get it somewhere else. Like mm-hmm. it's, it, there's just so much going on on this map. And I, I could pick up like, I could get a hammer and that hammer would allow me to like break a boulder that's only on the map that allows me to get to like a secret spot on the map or allows me a shortcut on the map. There's just like, there was items that I could use only on the map. And there was two separate games I was playing. There was the map game. And then there was also just like the regular Mario game when I, jump into the level and that aspect to it just for me playing the game right now like i it engaged my mind so much that i could not put this thing down i just wanted to try a bunch of different things and try to get as many items that would play as possible like i i just loved collecting all these items so i wanted to collect everything i could and try to get find all the different things that i could use on the map like what's the cloud do i use it oh i get to skip a level like i have a cloud that makes me skip anything i want it was so fun man i i I just i really loved this play so on that map like your bonus levels uh are kind of floating around that map same as the uh hammer brother like you said so there's like 
this hammer brother right. who's almost able to like walk on the map like like you can but mm-hmm. he only might move back and forth i feel like if you die he takes up a new a new position i think to make it a little bit easier for you sometimes mm-hmm. um but then if you go on to where he is that hammer brother you'll go in and you'll actually fight the hammer brother in a screen and yeah. sim- similar to that there's I don't know why they pop up, but every once in a while you'll get a little like card with a spade on it. And you can, if you can get to that, you click on that and you get to play a bonus memory game where if you can match items, you get to take that item with you. And that is something that they also created for this game was an inventory system where in the previous games you, yes, you can get big or you can get fire, um, but you can't take anything with you. This one allows you to like load up on items and then use them at, at, at a later time whenever you feel necessary that you want to use it. So that that was very cool. Also, I don't know if you would have come across this because I don't think you've played this multiplayer at all. But this is a uh, this is a multiplayer game that caused a lot of fights between kids because of the gameplay elements that they allow you to do as multiplayer. So picture, you know. Picture playing with your friend, your Mario Mario, and your friend's Luigi Mario. And yeah. it's your turn. You get to go to level one. You beat level one, and it gets turned over. Now it's your it's, it's Luigi's turn. Luigi can go and choose another level. And kind of, you sometimes need to, if you're not playing together, because there's certain, certain like mushroom houses, and there's like the, the, spade card where you want Mm -hmm. to be the person to land on it because you're going to be the person who gets to play that bonus and get an item right right? so sometimes you'll strategically have to play a certain level so that you can be the one to get that but if a level has been beaten and i go to that beaten level on that square and select it we go into a head-to-head battle you against me we fight we're both small we fight what? whoever wins gets the next turn they get to keep going so what what, the, what it turns into is you and your buddy fighting each other all the time to be the one to be able to play the next round oh my so goodness. you can get to like that bonus level so it get it gets like cutthroat dude it gets I cutthroat i had no idea that's incredible i mean yeah. i love the idea but that is horrible for oh it like, just creates all sorts of tension that, oh, or yeah. friends to be playing oh, yeah. that Oh my god, I had no idea. Like I didn't play multiplayer at all, obviously. So like I had no idea that was what was in this game. That is that, that's what it degrades wow. into is just you and your buddies just choosing the levels you've already beaten so you can fight each other and just get oh like mad and, and yeah, it's, it's hilarious. Is but. that where is that where Smash Bros comes from? It's just like <laughs> maybe, a remake man. of this maybe bringing this back from Seriously, this actually, Super Mario a, 3. <laughs> that's a great point. I wouldn't be surprised if that was the uh, like the start of that. How do you fight each other if you're, but you just have to, you'd be the first to jump on the other's head? Pretty much, yeah. Okay, wow. Yeah, it's just like a, it's like a picture as if you're fighting that hammer brother on that level, but you just have oh, yeah. to, okay. you're both small, you have to land on top of the other guy. Right, okay, wow, fun. Uh-huh. So really, fun. if you can, if you it's can get fun. good at that mini game, you can. Yeah, you, you can, can play for what? a long time, man. You can play you for can a long time. Play for the whole thing. If that was you and me, you would have killed me every single time. I don't know, man. I'm the I jumped into that Goomba that first time and died. So my jumps <laughs> true. Jumps aren't but like, my jumps aren't on point. Maybe not now, but as kids, you oh, yeah, as destroyed kids, yeah. me. Yeah. Cause we've already we've already stated you're so much older than me. 
Right, right. Right. <laughs> I've had so many more years of practice jumping yeah. and playing that battle mode than you. Exactly. I mean, a major thing we haven't mentioned yet about this game is that they is like the first game where they introduce suits other than like the fire suit, which is like, yeah, I guess that is the first suit. But this game takes it to a whole new level with a whole bunch of different suits. You've yep. got the raccoon Mario who, you know, it allows you to basically like fly really high up in the air and then kind of like glide down. Uh, you can cover great distances. Yeah, there's a there's a meter on the bottom of the screen at every single level. And if you can fill it up to a P, P is the top. If you can fill it up to the P, then you can fly in that in that suit. You like you kind of even if you don't have the suit, you kind of gain this maximum speed and you're going yes. so fast and you can like run over blocks that have gaps in them, things like that. But if you have that raccoon suit, yeah, you can fly and you can fly for a long time. So if you can keep that P level for a while you can really fly through levels it's kind of fun oh, yeah. you can just like beat levels just by flying through them yeah there's a tanuki mario where you can turn into like a rock statue and nothing can nothing can hit you if you're in if you turn to stone enemies can't hit you and if you jump in the air and turn to stone then you fall down and crush them if you're over top of them is that tanuki the also with the tail uh, because I got tail? I got the suit I got the suit yeah. that looks like a raccoon. It's like a bear. And also has the tail. May, a bear. Maybe, yeah. Okay. Yeah. A bear. Right. And I didn't know what to do with it. I, think you hold, I didn't you hold know down. that you could turn to stone. Oh, it's like okay. the super the super jump again got me again. Yeah, the super jump from two. If you just hold down, you'll just turn to stone for a few oh. seconds. Okay, that makes sense. I, I just thought it was like another cute looking raccoon costume. It just looked a little different. No, no, no. Ah, I wish I turned to stone with that thing. Yeah, and then there's the frog Mario. That's my favorite. Just, Dude, you swim. Frog. You swim like a boss in the water. It's incredible. Yeah, frog Mario fucking rules, man. Yeah, I the love. The water frog levels Mario. are so hard. Swimming is so hard. They become I, nothing. Kind of a... it's, they're easy. After with Frog Mario, it's just like it's it's a piece of cake. Totally, it's so hard to like swim through those things. Sometimes I get so stressed out in water levels because I I just like doing the swimming is so hard and i if i swim into something i'm so mad at myself because like it's usually me swimming into something not something swimming into me you get that frog suit and you just straight like you're just swimming you cruise straight you don't the, there's no gravity bringing you down you don't have to keep hitting that button to swim up you just have to do your lines it's so good i love the frog suit yeah and then the, the last one is the hammer bro mario where you actually get to throw the hammers which is very satisfying cool I never, I have, I didn't never got that one. I haven't got oh, that one okay. yet. Yeah. How, how many times have you been killed by a hammer brother? And then you get to be one. Oh man. You get to throw That's the awesome. hammers back. Yeah. That's awesome. So a few other new additions to this game, the bum sliding, which was very rewarding. You press down on a hill and you can slide yeah. and kill enemies on the hill. Very nice. So good. The star flower gives you like a spin attack. So when you're jumping, you actually are spinning in the right, air yeah. and if you hit a guy you just you crush him again this game employs the warp zones if you can find the magic flute which is what will right. warp you mm -hmm. i never i never did find the flute on this one okay yeah the flute yeah. this is another okay this is like the first mario where in 10 minutes you can get to level eight 
Yeah, because it makes it, sense. You can just very quickly get the first warp zone in, in Mario 1. You warp to the correct level, then very quickly get to the second warp zone, and you're at, you're at level 8. This one's yeah. the same thing. You get in um, like one of the very first screens, you can get the first whistle. Then if you know where to blow it, you go to the right level. You get the second whistle very quickly, and you go right to level 8. So. Right. Um, but again, it's like <laughs> if someone was to explain to you how to get the whistle, you're just yeah. like, get out of here, dude. There's no way that that's true. There's no way. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, because like it a, is a lot of the the way to get a lot of items is to get to these levels where there's three chests and you just get to pick one. Yeah. Um. So that's why I got a lot of my items, um, like the frog suit and the uh, tanuki suit. Sure. Um. But. It's like there's three chests there and you only get to pick one. So I felt like maybe I just randomly missed some stuff along the way because I just picked wrong. Like I just got the wrong thing and I got a mushroom or something. No. Oh, okay. It's it's a different way to get it. I mean, I can tell you. It's uh, it's world uh, in world one three. If you want to go back and try this, if you go to world one three, you go near the end of the level. There's um, blocks like a uh, kind of like background blocks that you're jumping on. If you look for mm-hmm. the small, smaller, like white rectangle box, you jump on that, hold down for roughly five seconds, you'll fall through the box, and you'll then be behind all of the graphics on the screen. Oh, cool. And then you keep running, and the ending is very close. And you'll actually run behind the ending screen, and you keep running past it, and then you get to a special little area where you'll get the whistle. Now, all of that just sounds like garbage. It sounds like like <laughs> if you're telling someone that, they're just like, sure, buddy, sure. Yeah. Oh, you fall through the screen and you're behind the screen. Okay, yeah, I'm going to go try that right now. This is so, I think it's very funny totally. like, how how if these tricks, how, that, the ex, yeah. Yeah, the, how explaining them sounds so ab- ab- absurd. <laughs> when I can explaining. remember kids telling me on like the school schoolyard uh, playground, like, yeah, you just hold down for five seconds and then you're behind the game and you're yeah, like, exactly. okay, yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. They're braggy. I'm behind the game. They'd make that. They'd, they'd yeah. program that into the game. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. And then you run behind <laughs> the level. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. It's true though. It's true. It's, it's funny. Um. Yes. As you mentioned, the there's no like, there's no final castle. The castles are in the middle of every level. They still have the castle, yeah. but they're in the middle. And then the last thing you do at the end is is these ships. Like there's an airship. Yeah. There's like a a boat ship. Um, very very difficult. If, when you get to level, I mean, I don't want to. Are you going to keep playing this game? Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So I'm not going to spoil anything unless you don't care. But but I I'm I'm in world like five right now. I think. Well, this this isn't a big spoiler, but I'll just say it anyways. By the time you get to level eight, like level eight is like a world of of airships. Oh wow! It's not there isn't just one at the <laughs> nice. end. It's just they're all over the place, and they're oh so hard. <laughs> it's like le- so hard. level eight is another universe, man. It's just uh, it's shoot. insane. I've never come close to beating this game because of that. It's so tough. Mm-hmm. This game is by far technically the best one of the bunch. Um, there's just there's way more going on on screen. Uh, the game sprites are a lot smaller than the previous two, which allows you to have more stuff on on the screen. I like big characters, big sprites. Um, I think that's one of the reasons I like two more than this one. But just there's a lot. Technically, they have a lot more going on because of those small sprites in this one. Yeah. Tim, uh, did you 
Did you get to Big World? Because you'd love that. Yeah, I like Big World. You... That's fun. Big World is yeah. awesome. Everything is fun. gigantic. The enemies are huge. Oh, the boxes yeah, are the question boxes are huge. I love Big World. That's my favorite. I I just think the evolution of each of these games is just very apparent from one to the next. Um, they do a great job of keeping important items, but improving on them. And for me, this all culminates with the next game, Super Mario World, which is Super Mario 4. I think that is, that's the culmination of all these things they've been working for and putting together. I think it all comes together in that game. That is my favorite Super Mario Brothers game of any of them. Because it's like, it's still that old school 2D platformer, but it's just, they've had so much time to perfect that universe. And it's just, they just give you this gem in in Super Mario World. So love that game. Loved all these games. A lot of fun. So much fun playing them again for the podcast. Uh, I, I am Mario. Wow, you are I I am Luigi. <laughs> I am Luigi Mario. You can be Mario too. We are we are Mario. We are Mario. We are the Mario brothers. Awesome. All right, man. Well, as usual, Dean, thank you for joining. This was a lot of fun. I hope there's more video games in our future. Yes, me too. I'm I'm on board, man. I'm a, You know what, Tim? Video games are fun. I know they're fun. Yeah, we'll have to dig up another trilogy to do. Yes. Yes. Uh, thanks everybody for listening and we'll catch you next time. And I'm Corey. And we are the hosts of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are breaking down every single episode of Seinfeld as we watch it, reliving this amazing show. That's right. It's a trip down memory lane for all of us 90s kids out there. You can find Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and Patreon. La la la. That's it for another episode. Thanks to everyone for listening. If you'd like to drop us a line, we'd love to hear from you. You can find us at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as TalkBackPod, or by email at TalkBackPod at gmail.com. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Those reviews will help more people find Talking Back. All right, that's it. We're done.